world. Oh, we're in Estevar to dig. Ah, Sean, I've been practicing this in secondary school. <laughs> oh, my bad, my it. bad. I got so excited. I got so excited. Go ahead, go ahead. I was hoping my career as an advert voiceover was coming to life. But to the point, we are going to Barcelona for Paddy's Day. They have changed the date of the marathon. So we now have the extra days leave. We have no excuses. PBs are there to be had from the 14th to the 17th of March, 2025. Myself and Sean are filling a bus. 56 people will be leaving Dublin Airport and heading to Barcelona. I am making a T-shirt for the trip. It's going to be Eric approved. I cannot guarantee the medals. That's where I draw the line. Prices are still the same, but we do need to book by June 7th. So if anyone is thinking about coming, has signed up and pre-registered, you need to book this week. And if you're listening this week, you have to put your money where your mouth is on this one because we cannot guarantee the prices after this weekend. Erlingus, if you're listening, fuck off. Don't change anything, but that is what we are doing. So the link to everything is in the bio. You'll be brought straight to the WeTransfer. If you're traveling with a supporter, if you're traveling on your own and willing to share, or if you just want your own room, we have every option available and it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Like Eric said, the link to that is in our Instagram bio at any given Runday podcast. With that said, it's this week's episode of the Any Given Runday podcast. Let's go. Hey guys, Sean here, along with Eric for episode two of our 2021, I suppose, podcast. We're not doing seasons anymore. We're just going to go straight into it. We're just we're just doing it by year, really. Now we're by just, by year, yeah. And then we we just see how we feel as the year goes. You know, an old pandemic here, pandemic there. We'll come to it. We'll leave it. We'll come back to it. But like we say in our coaching, everything's in pencil because we don't know what's going to come at us this year. What we're going to change. Um, Had you told us how this is going to develop when we did start doing this time last year, we wouldn't have believed you. But such is life. We'll kick on from there. Eric, you brought up last week, you talked about finding your method to, to help influence others and you know, find your, your, we talked about you know, finding the different types of training and stuff that will help motivate, inspire and keep you going. You struggled with that for years because you were fairly successful into football and all the rest. And then you went through different amount of sports and you know, we, we talked before on the podcast, somehow you got on the Irish national team for American football, even though I'm the bigger football guy and I was nowhere close to that. Uh, but you did a lot of different sports you somehow gravitate towards triathlons and and we've talked about this before where I thought this was going to be another phase for you where it'd be maybe <laughs> a year or something doing I've said I've, I'm wrong obviously on it where you know I said you're going to do it and then you rang me one day like I'm, I'm about to spend two grand on the bike and stuff I'm like oh Eric I, I, I don't know like, it sounds like a lot of money for a phase and then you're like I, I'm going to spend 400 quid and, and I watch I'm like ah man this 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 is I know I've got to get the good, good gear and you good equipment I'm like like we bluffed away through American football and a bit of money was spent there, but nowhere in this colossal amount. But yet, like this is the first Christmas where you're still relatively in shape coming in and out of it. You didn't take the whole December off like you would in previous years. You didn't feel like, oh, we're going to get back in the fat loss train. Um, whereas now it just seems like your goal is just all sports related now. How how do triathlons come about? Basically, long story short, how do triathlons come about, and how how do you stick to that, and how how do you find that that goal for you? Um, it's it's all about the people that you surround yourself with. I suppose we talk about this being the second episode of the year and the methods for influencing people. So the first part of the question, 
if you remember back stuff that we didn't say on air it was the old swan effect I was graceful on top but underneath I was kicking like fuck but uh, <laughs> I'm really not good at putting myself out there, be it because of job or because I'm afraid to get a slap back from people who judge or, you know, it was really bad. And I, I told you last year that my New Year's resolution was to put myself out there and not care what people think um, because just someone somewhere will be grateful for your help. Um, and now here we are recording the second podcast and I couldn't care less. I'm sitting here <laughs> chilled out talking as if what we're saying is gospel, like a pair of idiots. No, but you know, like it's... yeah how much I've grown over the year just on that element of being willing to take a photograph of myself and post it. Um, some people might take offense to it. Some people might think you're an idiot. Irish people tend to be quite negative anyway. Um, but to be honest, a lot of people have got great help out of it. So for me doing this kind of stuff, I think is actually, it's a nice way to spend my day. It's a nice way to spend a, a Saturday night recording or a Sunday night recording so we can put it out on a Monday. You know, it's, it is a nice thing to do for me. I actually enjoy doing it now. It's not a case of being nervous. Um, yeah. So in terms of trying to influence people in that way. Uh, so that's the first part of the question. I think if I look back on myself a year ago to what I'm churning out now, like there's a massive difference, uh, what a difference a year can make. Um, so, you know, 2020 had its good things as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of triathlons. Yeah. As you said, the sports, soccer, soccer ball, uh, football, I was, quite good at as a young age and um, played a lot of top with top players around the country and uh, was looking good in the younger ages to go on and and do stuff I was never really never really had the heart as much as some of the guys who make it did I, I always had my eyes skyward I always looked loved planes and went to college and found other sports and mm. drinking alcohol and women and all the other stuff that takes you away from from sport but um yeah it was one of those like there was a lot of people in my school as well there was a lot of really really talented people in my school I was quite lucky in the school I went to growing up we were made to every sport we were the first ones in the school and some of the guys that lived around the corner from me and stuff really talented footballers some of them playing on the county team and stuff now really impressive people some of my really good friends from school talented soccer players we traveled all over Europe playing in tur- tournaments together um like I was blessed to be surrounded by some serious young athletes mm. that were just phenomenal. And I, I, I don't think we actually took it for granted growing up how much we were surrounded by a team of athletes. Like my local team, Ratote Harps, we qualified into the quarterfinal of the All-Ireland Soccer Championships every year for four years or something with the top teams that would scout players from around the country and send them to the U- UK on trials. And they were like feeder clubs for top clubs. And here was us, the little local team, kicking the crap out. You know, you know, yeah. to a certain extent, holding our own for what we could for a bunch of people that just came together on a Thursday evening for training. So I was always was probably spoiled as well to be surrounded by such talented young individuals because then that, as we spoke about last week, Sean, that whole I want to be the best at this today or tomorrow, it didn't matter what we did we'd be playing table tennis and we'd all be trying to beat each other. And mm. <laughs> some of those guys would go on and win the community games, table tennis championship, just because we got a table tennis that day. If the six nations was on, we go around to the green, we play rugby, like we were a rugby team, you know, like it was yeah. just a talented group of people in sport. It was just really good. It was great to see probably not in contact with most of these same, but there's some of them are still like absolutely amazing in sports that they're doing. It, it's brilliant. So that kind of, getting into something was always there Um progress on college falling off the bandwagon Christmas putting on two stone January trying to lose the two stone 
joining the Air Corps was a good thing for me as well. It gave me that little bit of structure, routine and training. That's when, you know, we'd be over the mountains 12 miles up with a bag in our back. And then you were like, do you want to do a marathon? I was like, sure, that's going to be easy. Uh, it wasn't yeah. at all. No. Um, I suffered <laughs> a lot. Uh, my ego took a big beating. Um, but I think when we went to the American football, me and you played American football together for what, eight months? Yeah. Eight months, I was played left tackle. Then one day the kicker got injured. I kicked the ball 45 yards over the bar. Didn't think it was a big yeah. deal. Everyone thought it was a big deal. Um, and then I ended up on the national team as the kicker for the national team in American football. I got to go to Holland, played the Dutch national team. Um, kicking. You're not even standing yourself right in this one because for years before, you'd come in on a Sunday evening while the rest was to watch your football. you come in for two minutes and you're like, someone kicked the ball 40 yards Oh. I could do that, no bother. And then you just leave off the room and go, you know, back down to the shooting union bar or something like that, looking for some young one. And like, yeah. you kept saying this for a long, long time. And it really annoyed me. So when that kicker did get injured, we had a little kicking competition. We we're all kicking 30 yards or something. I had no interest in being a kicker because I didn't think it could be my route to being on the national team. But then you just came on and boom, I was like, where, what, okay, he can kick the ball. But yeah, no, you can't do that in press situation. There's like 11 lads running on you. We simulated that. You did the exact same thing, went over the bar. And I'm like, yeah, I, think we, I, I was as a friend I was tick at you <laughs> I, think, I think I ended up kicking it like 60 or 65 yards over the bar the stupid like that. distance that you shouldn't be doing if you've never played a sport before yeah so anyway I still claim that you know all these kiddos that are going to university and making millions for kicking a ball they still do their job tomorrow if I wanted to but uh, but yeah we made it we made it onto the national team uh, got to go to Holland in the warm up uh, they wanted me to put the fear into the Dutch, so they had me kick a 65-yard field goal in the warm-up. So, uh, yeah, just was trying to play mind games, and I did that. That was no problem, and you could tell people were watching and stuff. But, yeah, that was my one and only international. And then uh, with the way the training was going and flight school and stuff, uh, contact sports, even though you're the kicker, you're not going to get contacted. But the only thing is I was everything. I was the punt kicker. I was the kickoff man, so and I'm not afraid to go after someone. So if someone's breaking through, I'm gonna try and break them up. That yeah. that was that's just the mentality I have. I, I don't care. I actually after I kick it, I'm usually one of the first men down the field to try and smash someone. <laughs> so, um with the with the air core and stuff, I kind of had to take a step back from contact sports because you become fragile first. pilots and yeah, all that kind of stuff in training. It's not good to get injured. Um so then yeah, so my buddy Tom, who we had on, mm-hmm. I seen him on the treadmill one night, just running away. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, is this uh, duathlon I'm going to do up in Westport? And I was like, duathlon? That sounds mental. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he, he was doing Sea to Summit. And then I seen some of the photographs of him doing it. And he came back and he was high on life. He was like, oh man, that was brilliant. He was like, next year, let's do a load of these. Let's give it a go. Let's have a run at this. Um, and then we did the seat to or the quest that we spoke about last week and we gave that a go. And that was amazing. It was so hard. I found it real difficult. I cursed him at some points, but I just really enjoyed the day out. And then I did a little bit of running with you then that year. And then we went to we did seat to summit the next year. And after I did seat to summit the second time round, I began to enter my fat phase once again. Um 
So once November hits, that's it. Yeah. It's just the, the keys, the keys come out of the ignition and, and it's game <laughs> over until January. But then that's when I I started into triathlons. I don't know what it was. I don't know why I said triathlons. I think yeah. someone said something to me to piss me off, to be honest. Um and I was looking at someone had mentioned the Iron Man. And I just thought that that was the most bizarre concept anyone could ever have. I was like, how do these people doing it? I think Tom was showing me, it was a clip from either the championships or something, watching these guys just looking graceful in the water, like finishing marathon times and still three hours after doing all this cycling and swimming. And I just thought it was nuts. And and someone said something about my swimming because I can't really swim. And I got really annoyed because I hate being bad at something. And I just said, that's it. I'm doing a triathlon next year. And I said, unfortunately, I said it in front of Tom. Tom's like, deal, let's do it together. And that was it. Game on. So we ended up, yeah, we started training. I was in a pool in Clondalkin. And uh, they hadn't even got lanes. I think the pool is about 70 meters in length. It's not even 25, like. Tried to swim a length, nearly drowned. Tried to swim two lengths, nearly drowned. I there was kids on the rope trying to jump on me while I was trying to swim. This was the training environment. Jesus. So it was a fine, fine line between swimming and drowning. Um, and I actually thought I was like, this is gonna be impossible. Then the next night I got three lengths, the next night I got four lengths, and then eventually I found that even though I was a bad swimmer, whatever technique I'd kind of figured out, I was like, it'll get me through the race. And that's all that really mattered to me was once I get out of the water, I can enjoy myself. I just need to get out of the water. So, um, yeah, so it, I think it's just a fear of the open water when I can't see what's underneath me. Like in a swimming pool, absolutely fine. I've no fear. I'll do anything yeah. in a swimming pool. It's just once you get into the lakes and the seas, it's just something changes and you can't see where once your head goes into the water, it's all dark. It just terrifies me. Anyway, so we trained and trained and trained and then the first mar- our first triathlon was coming up um, and I don't know why in like a week or two before that or maybe a couple of weeks I signed up tri- triathlon Ireland and I just realized well I could get there's so many races sorry I was, I was thinking of my next point there were so yeah. many races that we could choose from and I was like so if I sign up with this membership I can get all these races if I get these races I get a discount and I was like why don't why just do one like try it was literally the first race of the season. And I was like, you know what? Let's go all out. And I was feeling confident, feeling trained. I was like, I really like what we're doing here. Mentally, I was coming out of stuff. I was focused on it. And that's when I was like, right, I'm buying a new bike because the yellow rocket that I gave to you now is like a cinder block with wheels. And I was still like, is. it still is. So I was like, I'm getting a new bike. If we're going to do this, I don't want to be Paddy last. I want to feel like at least I'm, I'm progressing. So I bought the good bike. I bought the wetsuit because I didn't want to be in a crap wetsuit in a river when I'm afraid. So I was like, yeah. get the stuff that's going to help me at least not drown um, or have a chance to get out of the water. So I bought the wetsuit that was expensive. And then at the very last, my runners are always good. And then I was like, I'm going to buy the Garmin. And you were like, why are you gonna buy a Garmin? You're after spending like two, three grand and getting set up for this, which you do not have to do, by the way. I just had a personal goal and standard for myself, and this equipment hopefully will help me reach it. Um, but yeah, and then I bought the watch. I was like, no, this is it. If I get the watch, it's accountability. It's just me and the watch training. I'm gonna yeah. use it for everything. I'm gonna use it for the marathon, this, that, and the other. And you're like, all right, here's Eric in a phase again. Yep. But yeah. 
first race happened, I decided I was going to do four Olympic triathlons in four weeks. Um, and I knocked them out of the bag. Sometimes I even traveled on my own to the races, no support, no one doing it with me, you know, really pushing the boundaries. You know, it's comforting when you have a buddy on the start line when you're afraid to get into the water. Yeah. At least you know someone else is suffering with you. Um, misery loves company. So, um, yeah, and then I think nine triathlons later, I was then using the watch training programs to train for a marathon with Ozzy, who was in Mali. And we both yeah. followed the same training programs. We said, we'll see who works out better in the marathon. Of course, he did. But um, yeah, so it's a long story to where we got it. But the feeling of the triathlon, the feeling of I got bored of the swim, I'm now on a bike. I get bored of the bike, I'm now running. And then before you know it, the finish line is there. And two and a half, three hours later, you're, you're, you're having a great time. It's, it's yeah. a fascinating feeling. I've never met people to encourage others so much um like when you're cycling along someone passing you for a couple of seconds they say a quick hello to you they say you're doing great and keep going and and uh, they'll have a little chat with you and it's such a supportive little network of people it's it's absolutely amazing mm-hmm. um the people who volunteer at the races come out with their kids and they'll cheer for you and tell you well done and you're doing great Do you know like it's it's just an amazing experience it's absolutely a fabulous experience and something that i really fell in love with and it was, I got a great year of it. And then 2020 happened. So that ruled, <laughs> yeah. out, ruled out. And I had big plans. I was going to take it on to the, the double Olympics. I was going to go on to the half Ironmans. Um, and I became an addict. I became an absolute addict. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that will, if most people think they can't do it. And that is, yeah. that's the thing. Most people I talk to, it's funny, like I used to be fat. I know you used to be able to run. I couldn't run two kilometers, never mind 10, 42. It doesn't matter. Now people won't run with me because they feel like they're slowing me down or they don't want to run with me because they'll suffer running with me. And I'm like, why do you not want to run with me? Like, that's a bizarre concept. You know, like, yeah. I, I didn't see the point where Fair I transitioned. Fail. Yeah. I didn't see the point where I transitioned to be someone that people fear training with because it's going to be hard. And it's, I just, yeah, to me, I actually get a bit offended because I'm like, what? No way. I'll train with anyone. I'll go whatever pay. You know, like it's it's a weird mentality. But I also had that mentality with, with Tom. I'd hate running with Tom because I'm like, I'm just slowing him down. You're actually just annoying me by being beside me, Tom, because I know you're running slow. You know, like it's. Yeah. And then, yeah, I never noticed that. So, yeah, obviously we just passed New Year's and people's motivations are high now. And. Some people will look to find something to get fit, so it might be triathlons. But like at the same time, you just said there a second ago, you know, twenty twenty came around and it kind of hit the wind yourselves. Like had it been, had you had that a year later, and you hadn't got the events, like what would you say to someone to help them keep on track right now if their goal was to do triathlons? With the the fact that over here swimming pools not a closed at the moment, you can't really go out on your bike and runs. Is a way you kind of would just slowly build up to get into it first or are you just kind of what, what What would you do what are you so, doing actually well there's again like unfortunately it's an expensive setup for a sport if this is going to be your first year doing a triathlon and you can't actually use facilities like a gym or like it is an expense like a bike is an expense you don't have to get the most expensive one but you can pick up a bike the bike to work scheme is good uh with no pools hard to practice a swim but mm. maybe depending on where you live you might be able to get out into the sea 
doesn't tend to be too nice until March, April. You know, like it's, mm. it is a difficult one to say, I'm going to start. However, there are things you can do in anticipation to put yourself on a steady curve. Like one item of the body that you're going to use in everything that you do is your core. I had a weak one. You use it for swimming, you use it for running, you use it in cycling. You can start doing core exercises, start strengthening up your legs, doing prehab exercises because it is tough on the body going from the cycling to running to swimming. Um, work on your flexibility, particularly like, you know, when you're swimming, if you're like me, when you straighten your toes and you start to get cramps into the bottom of your feet because you're running all the time. And then when I go swimming, it's the opposite direction and it's just sore. Gotcha. Start working on your flexibility in the feet. Do you know, massage now. Uh, we did a couple of yoga classes with Danny, who did our yoga class last year, and she gave us some great tips yeah. on some of the yoga stretches and stuff for the feet to loosen out that tension. Um, so there is still flutter kicks. You know, you can't swim, but you can practice flutter kicks. You can build up the strength in the core and the legs. You know, like there's there's lots of ways around preparation. You know, and then until you find out what way it's going to work. So for me, for this year, the plan will be so I get home in middle of february and then from march that's when i'm gonna really start to train at the minute now it's just light runs i'm not trying to break any hero stuff because the schedule doesn't suit um i'm just going for light runs looking after my core strength work upper body work um the odd cycle here and there nothing major just to loosen out the legs to just remind them that they can cycle and then come march when we better grasp on what's going to happen that's when Hopefully there's a little bit more distance allowed when I'm home and we can go for longer cycles. Um, and then when we get into the warmer weather, trying to find rivers, lakes, seas that you can access, trying to stay socially distant from people um, and just getting your swim in when you can. So swimming is not going to be a training factor for me until very late. Um, but I've already factored that in and I'm not worried about it. That, that work will come, but I'm going to try and put the miles into the legs in terms of cycling and swimming. A lot of people are buying this uh, Zwift, I think it is. It's a stationary bike where you connect in the back. Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. you connect in the, your bike to the drivetrain on this and you put you can put the race on your TV. So you can be doing the Ironman Barcelona course. And every time there's an apparent hill on that course, the gears get harder to pedal, so you have to change gears. So it actually gives resistance to you. So you're getting to simulate what it would be like to do a race or or do a route. Um, which is really good if, if people have the money and want to do that. It's probably something I might consider doing when I'm home, depending on how lockdowns and stuff are going. Um, just because it's great training uh, on a bike, especially in Ireland, because it's miserable when it's lashing rain, or, or particularly when the roads are frosty or windy. It'd be very hard to motivate yourself to get out for a cycle when it, the weather conditions are like that. Um, I'm definitely a fair weather cyclist. I'm not one to get out when it's miserable. Um so yeah, in terms of that, I just think be realistic. You're not going to be able to swim. So work on your core, work on your flutter kicks. There's other aspects that you can do there with arm stretches, uh, resistance bands for the arms, build up the strength in the shoulders or the swim. So there's a lot that you can do in terms of in the house groundwork that can just help you be ready for when swimming comes around. Cycling and running, running definitely you can do. Once you just accept that you've two kilometer radius, and go for it, you yeah. know, and change your route. And then cycling will come when it comes. Um, but once you're practicing, you know, you, you can get one of these drivetrains, but that'll be my plan. And then hopefully work on to the longer races for the end of the year. I'm aiming for the end of the year. I'm hoping that things will be back open. You haven't never said it yet. So I'm going to call you on it now. What is the main goal 
for 2021. <laughs> Are you willing to say it out loud now, or is it one of those oh. things where you can? Right. I'll be, uh, yeah. No, I'll say it. Right, <laughs> say it. So I'll start in March, and the aim is for Ironman Barcelona. Um, usually is in October, but again, I don't want to say it just because the world may be different. But yeah. regardless, I will do at least the run and cycle on the date that it will happen. If it has to be in Ireland, I'll do it on the, the bike, on the drivetrain. I'll do the route on the drivetrain and just go for a run. I'll, I'll see what we can do. That is the plan and we'll see what the world looks like. But yeah, I'm hoping to do Ironman Barcelona in October. So like we talked about last week, your whole training schedule, you, you start at, at the finish, the, the Barcelona Ironman, and you're working your way back. Like you said, you can't do the swimming stuff until May and stuff, but you can build a little bit in your cycling, yeah. your core. Well, you're cycling, you're running your core and stuff now. When I guess the February and stuff build on from there. So yeah, that probably would have made sense if I said what I was doing and why I was. Oh doing no, it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I think people knew though the way you're talking there. I think people knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I did say when I did those triathlons back to back, I was like, "What else can I do?" What else can I mentally? I just had the mentality that I just I can just keep going all day. I can keep doing it. I was really fit, and it's like the fantastic byproduct of it because you're training on the bike on runs, you're swimming, you're burning calories, but you're also building a lot of strength. Like my legs looked amazing, <laughs> you know. Like my shoulders looked great from all the swimming. Do you know, I was looking lean from all the running. Some people are into it, some girls are not. But you know, you do it. But it's it was absolutely brilliant. Like the fitness I had, the comments I'd get off people on how fit I looked. Um, these are all things that people were, you know, when people start New Year's resolutions, let's be honest, most of it is to look better. Um, unfortunately, most of it is to look better. Um, because it's not, for me, looking is one thing. You do want to look well. You do want to look fit. And I didn't try to look fit. It just happened until one day, uh, Rachel, I met Rachel at a race, the last triathlon I did. Um, Rachel hadn't seen me since college when I was a bigger man. Mm. And I showed up to this triathlon. She was like, oh my God, Eric, I would not recognize you. You look so different. You look super fit. And that was, to me, I was like, wow, that that happened. <laughs> like yeah. as in, That transition happened and I didn't know it was because I was looking at myself every day. I felt fantastic. I felt fit. But yeah, to, and like, it is a fantastic thing. It, like it's, it's a great sport to to get fit in, to look fit, and it's it's just amazing what you can do when you get into it. The hardest is the first six to eight weeks. After that, yeah. it's it's about how much time you want to take off your finish time, and um, how much effort you want to put in. Um, if you want to do one, you need to give eight weeks of work. Eight weeks of work to finish one, and then after that, it's how well do you want to do. Um, but yeah, so. Probably would have been better to say Ironman is the target. So, yeah, like that. There will be no swimming pools. So, swimming is my worst one. So, you'd think I'd be worried about it, but I'm not. I'm just going to strengthen it up and then work on the cycling and the running. Um, so, 160 kilometers is the cycle distance and then a 42-kilometer run to finish. So, just plenty of work to be done on the bike and the runs anyway, and then we'll we'll figure out the swimming when the time comes. Best luck to you. I got nothing really else to add to that because... Hell no. I hope people didn't get a bit lost. Or I, I just kind of rambled there. So I hope people enjoy 
kind of the insight into where we've come from and what I've done. But I think it's good for people who will set the New Year's resolution of saying, you know, I'd love to do a track on, I'd love to do an Ironman. They could have been inspired by the low different athletes you see online and stuff doing Ironmans on the rest. And that inspiration, I just to take a little step back and go, okay, if I was to actually do an Ironman, instead of just saying it to myself and then if I never do, I'm never held accountable for it. Whereas now you're kind of like, oh yeah, if, if you want to do an Ironman and, and you have a goal to do it by the end of this year, here is a way you could look at it. You, like you just talked about there. Here is a step-by-step way you could approach it and don't try and do everything in January because you're not, you're not going to jump into a swimming pool in January. You couldn't, especially over here. Yeah. You can't. Um, or February, you can't even really go on your bike in January and February, especially the way the roads are right now. You're not going to see many cyclists in the roads the way they are right now, especially if you're anyway inexperienced. Like, they're just frosty as hell. They're pretty much snow white. So you're not going to be able to do that. Running, you're not going to be running your best runs out in those roads right now because like I said, they're just frosty, icy. It's just basically taking yourself over and you know, you, you had an outline there of a plan of, okay, this is January, this is February, this is March, April, May, all the way up to, to October. And while you start October really and, and work your way all the way back in these, there, there it is, January, you're building from there. So I think it is good for people to listen and go, you know what, if I really want to do this, i got to make myself accountable and it's something you have to be thinking about now. I mean, yeah. you're not going not gonna, to, like, if it comes July, August, you haven't put the work in, you're not going to be running an Ironman if you've never done it before. Yeah, and I, and I suppose like as well, the January got an Ironman is a big, big thing. It's not, the, it's not impossible. Nothing is impossible, mm-hmm. but probably something we haven't mentioned is I haven't put on the weight over this Christmas. I haven't, uh, I haven't done the balloon effect. I've been conscious that I knew this was coming, so mm-hmm. I've been focusing on getting a five k run in most days, every second day. It's taking my Christmas and uh, working on my core every day, push ups, sit ups. You know, like it. I've been focusing on what I've been eating as well. If I have a bad day, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll slow it down tomorrow or I'll get a run in as well, you know, in terms of the food. So I've actually maintained, now there's still a little bit of weight there. Of course, it's Christmas weight, Christmas. but not to the same extent as I would have over the past years because I'm conscious that now this week, get back into the runs. By the end of the week, I should be back into where I was before Christmas. And then from there, it's just gentle progression on through the year. So if if you are listening and this is week one, and you want to run a marathon by the end of the year, don't plan on running 20 kilometers this week, next week. Let's just get out. Let's go for a walk. You know, that's that's where we should start. Let's build a routine first. And if part of that routine is just taking a half hour to get a walk in and some ab exercises, that's the best start you can give yourself for the year. You do not want to peak early. You do not want to burn yourself out like everyone does. At the end of January, February rolls around, they're on the beer and the whole year is gone. Um, exactly. Take it small. Uh, the more you progress, if you hit February and you're like, actually, I'm going to run, you're progressing. You're starting to become an addict like the rest of us. You're starting to see yourself developing, weights coming off, all of a sudden going for seven beers versus maybe go for three because you want to do a run in the morning becomes more of a favorable option in your life. Um, so, yeah, just that's my best advice for someone is don't don't try and work out every day in January. Mm. Yes. Don't do it because in February, your year will be done. You'll have worked out enough for a year. You'll burn yourself out. Yep. Just take it slow. Aim big. Everyone wants to everyone wants to look their best in the middle of the summer. So start slow. Build yourself up. Six months is a long time. And just start building that routine. Unbelievable. And on that note, we will wrap up this week's episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast, unless you've got anything else to add this week. No, I think I've spoken up, Sean. I've spoken <laughs> I'm not even talking. 
not even going to talk on next week's episode. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll let you quiz me next week. I got nothing to say uh, on anything really right now. So, uh, yeah, no, thanks once again for listening. And, um, yeah, that's all we got to add. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you do enjoy it, please share it with your friends. Start building this up a little bit more as we head towards February, March, April, and the warm months where we get out and roll out a little bit more. That's it for two of us. Take care. Bye.